What's going on, guys? This is Kyle here. The You Know I Got So In Stereo podcast is back. We've got Tom with me. I've got Ed with me. And I'm personally broadcasting from the greatest country in the world, Canada. Shout out to everyone in the U.S. right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't with you today, dude. I can't. <laughs> but, uh, Tom, I believe we also have a special guest in the house. Uh, let me know who the special guest is. Yeah, we're we're really excited to have this special guest artist on with us. He's been a friend of ours and supporter of the site for many years. We've got Digital Back Black from Playa with us. What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? What's going on? Man, we're glad What's to on? have you. We saw we, we saw you last night with Genuine, you and Smokey. That was pretty dope. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy, man. Um we um we actually got to uh we got to um vibe with um G and um, Casey and JoJo, so it was just like being, it was like a basement reunion, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Awesome. It was it was it was a um, you know something that I'd probably look back on. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a um, an epic experience if y'all can feel what I'm saying, man. Just um, and then in your own hometown, you know. So the day after Static's birthday, so it just it was just a little surreal, man. But I I, I had a ball. Now, Ed, I know you're a huge fan of the whole Basement crew. I know Missy Elliott is, like, your idol. So just talk about the importance of these people in your life, Ed. I think that the influence of the Basement crew is just so underrated when you look at how they reshaped rap and R&B. Because when they came in mid-'90s, the way production was done was completely changed the way Tim Lance of those beats. Like, he really re- literally reinvented. We talk about people, oh, so-and-so changed the game because they let y'all do snap beats for, like, a year and them ringtone beats, and everybody's hot for that for a year. But, no, the basement crew reinvented the way music sounded from mid-'90s on. And that Tim, Tim had a hand in that, Missy had a, had a hand in that, and Player had a huge hand in that, too, because – the writing that Static did, some of the best songs of the 90s going into the 2000s, and both Smokey and Black had a big hand in that as well. Very underrated songs of their own. They have been a really good creative force for both hip-hop and R&B because if you know me, you know I'm about, all about creativity. I'm all about pushing the envelope forward, and those brothers and sisters did that. They kept evolving the game. So, Props to y'all for doing that because you kept us on our toes, and that's what we need. I mean, I think um, that came from um, just being in the basement, being at the studio every day. You know what I'm saying? Um, everybody, player had a player had a room. Devontae had his own room. Missy had a room. Tim had a room. Dalvin had a room. And then um, everybody just was bouncing, you know, some sugar, uh, genuine, um um, um, sister, everybody was just bouncing from room to room. Daryl Pearson, everybody's just bouncing from room to room, man. So you might just feel like you just done some of the dopest shit you ever done in your life, and then you go right next door, fifty feet away, and you get your head knocked in. You know what I'm saying? So it just, <laughs> it just created a. I mean, we always, you always just trying to, I guess not, so to speak, up, up. We was always trying to up each other. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Miss, you did that. Well, we're going to do this, you know what I'm saying? And then you got producers, you know what I'm saying, as well as, um, um, 
the um, vibe that was set by D. You know what I'm saying? Um, it just was. A, I mean, I look I, I, when I look back, I look at it's a, it was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I I guess you you, you as you go through it, while you going through it, you don't really take acknowledge what it is. You know what I'm saying? But looking back and listening to some of the old songs. And it was a um, it was a blessing, man. Um, the culminated last night, you know what I'm saying, with us performing with Casey and JoJo and Genuine. You know what I'm saying? That was ecstatic to say uh, we was in college. You know what I'm saying? Musical college. And I, I don't know about you guys. I don't know about you guys, but it's hard for me to even fathom that whole situation. You know, one artist, Devante, kind of recruiting all these other artists, having them all in one in one place in that house, and then with Rochester, and then and then not only that, but it all turning into like a lot of them blowing up and becoming stars after that. Kyle, what do you? What how did you? Is that something you can imagine ever happening again? Something like that. Probably not, but Tom, I think the interesting thing is not only did Devontae make artists stars, but these are these stars turned other artists into stars. Like I look at Justin Timberlake, who's you know linked with Timbaland, and mm-hmm. it's just an amazing thing. I I, I don't think we're ever going to experience anything like that again. All right. I hope we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope because that's good for music. You know what I'm saying? I mean, um, it's got to be. Some, sometimes, sometimes for it to be really, really, really good and amazing, you got to cultivate it, man. It's just everything can't be like microwavable. You know what I'm saying? Everything can't just be right now. Sometimes um, it's got to be stewed, man. You know what I'm saying? And I think, and I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying, that the industry gets back to really cultivating artists. You know what I'm saying? Really taking chance on artists and, and really, you know what I'm saying, allowing them to, to um express what they have to, to, to give to the game. You know what I'm saying? Um, for for a while the a lot of stuff was sounding the same. You know what I'm saying? Like for yeah. you know, for a while though you hear one artist you well I well, let me say when I was when I would hear artists, I didn't know who it was sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's not that's not good. That's not that's not good. I'm saying so. Yeah, that's always been one of my my mantras. Like when you hear a song, you know when Tim produced the beat, the second the beat drop. You know a Missy right. joint, the second the beat drop. You know a player joint, the second y'all hit those notes because you cultivated your own sound, and that's something that was lost. It's getting a little bit better, but it everybody, is. the way the industry is set up now, it's like you find a hot sound. Everybody do mm-hmm. that style. Future hot, everybody do that future garbage. So, like, it's not – you can't stand on your own as an artist anymore. And I think that's one thing that helped, like, that Basement Super Friends crew. Everybody was part of a collective, but in that collective, everybody had their own sound. I mean, I think it can be done just because, if, you know, if, if you know, everybody – the independent rat is so – so it's such a dope rat now, you feel me? If you can really – if you really, really believe in yourself and you're willing to put in the, the groundwork, you know what I'm saying, to build it, I mean, and you could do it, you could you could do it. Other than that, man, you know, it's um like you said, if that hat hat's what's going, if that, that's the new thing, everybody just put the hat ahead in every song. Exactly. You know, so, I mean I I am hoping for 
for the next generation, man. I've been, I keep my ear, I, I'm constantly listening to um, a lot of stuff on YouTube, you know what I'm saying, unsigned artists, just stuff like that, because I'm, I like, I like originality, man, you know. Mm. Um, and if R&B don't get back to that, hip hop is going to continue to kick our ass. Mm-hmm. Rap, yeah. I mean, just being yeah. honest, you know what I'm saying? Like, they singing yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, they singing, I mean, let's see, let's see, for, for, for a guy, and I'm not cocky at all, I'm a very humble dude, you know what I'm saying? Um, but as a singer and somebody who's really, who's, you know, constantly working on my craft or whatever, what have you, and, and no no knock on the rappers, if I, if I could get away with it, I, you know, if I could cheat, you might, you know what I'm saying? You get If you could get away with cheating, you probably would. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, they singing, so they don't even need the singers for, I mean, the singers that made it get so bad that the rappers like, I might as well go and sing it myself. You know what I'm saying? So y'all cutting out a piece of the paper. Right. And then cut out a piece of the paper because y'all, cause y'all just lazy, man, when it boiled down to, man. I mean, you got to respect your craft a little bit more. I mean, it's the reason why Beyonce is what she is and certain entertainers that are in R&B that are where they are because, you know, you can tell they care about what they're doing. I mean, they really, really care. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to, they, they're, yep. they're attacking it. She's attacking it in that in that manner, man. So it's not, it's, you know, it's got to get back to that, man. But, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Well, I think what it, I know how, that's the only well, way I know how to do it. Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, the one way that we're going to be able to get back to that is people innovative like Timbaland who constantly switch up the sound. Now, Tom Tom and I have always had this, you know, discussion. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. So, you know, Timbaland's been changing the game multiple times, has changed radio a handful of times. But I always look back to that album that he had with Justin Timberlake, the Future Sex Love Sound album back in Mm -hmm. 2006 was a little more dance-driven than, you know, R&B and hip-hop was used to. Do you think that may have contributed to the downfall of R&B? And, Tom, I'll start with you on that. Well, my, I was thinking, I wouldn't call it the downfall. I think it helped R&B evolve, my opinion. I think Ed's going to gonna disagree, but I think it kind of took away from contemporary R&B because, I mean, realistically, Timbaland and the Neptunes weren't using live instrumentation. I mean, Neptunes did later on. But live instrumentation was a key of contemporary R&B in the 90s. And this is to take away nothing that Timbaland's done, the great work. We love Timbaland. We love the work he's done with Playa. I'm just, I'm just thinking the bigger picture, if it took away and forced R&B to go in a different direction, and then certain artists couldn't adapt to that sound. Some of the artists who we were used to in the early 90s, you know, the new Jack Swing and all that. Wow. Ed, what, what, what is your opinion on that, Ed? Mm, you know your boy got to disagree on that. I think that the album was good and it pushed R&B into the direction that it needed to go. The issue is that I have with it is that, again, people didn't learn from it. The album itself was like a departure from R&B at the time, new new sound, new direction, but people cherry-picked. So what was the hot song from that? Sexy Back. Had, that was kind of like the amalgamation of EDM and some of this other stuff. So what does everybody do? Let's do a whole bunch of generic EDM songs, everybody on this stuff, everybody doing this pop stuff. 
ground it right into the ground and make you want to throw up. So, like, they didn't learn a lesson from the album. They just cherry-picked one hot joint, and everybody topped on that. Hey, hey, I, I, I can't agree with you, so to speak, but this is how I feel about it. That's sexy back. See, Tim, Tim is constantly trying to, you know, Tim is, he's a quiet dude. You don't, he don't really, he's not really in the, in the media a lot, you know what I'm saying? But he's a very aggressive dude when it comes to, to, to where he's trying to take, you know what I'm saying, where he's trying to take his music. That's sexy back. Ain't nothing but old church dude, bro. When you break yeah. it down, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, but to its to its simplest form is so I mean, Tim, I don't think it messed up R and B because I don't really feel like I feel like maybe Justin's more pop than R and B. He got some R and B ish songs. He can sing R and B, but for the most part, I think his demographic is more pop. But dude is dope. Dude is super talented. So I don't really. Anything Tim, anything Tim Teller makes, Tim kind of Teller makes stuff for each artist. You feel me? So what he did with with Justin, with Justin was, was 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 what it was. It was some soulful pop. Well, well, what do you guys think about the? I mean, the fact that like live instrumentation, kind of you know now it's non-existent these days in the mainstream. But do you feel like Timbaland helped contribute to that? And I'm once again, I'm not trying to knock Timbaland. I'm just right. looking back historically at the whole situation because we love Timbaland's music. I'm just wondering if everyone went in that direction of studio produced sounds, and that kind of hurt the the, the musicality yeah. of the of it. Tim Tim really did use live instrumentation. Like he really, really he really he really did. It might not sound sound like he did. Um, right. By the way, it was mixed, but. Being in the sessions, you know, Bill Pet Bill Petway played guitar on the gang of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um different um um Craig Brockman, um Rapture Stewart, T Beats, you know what I'm saying? They they played on a lot of you know what I'm saying, you know, so it was five live bass, live live um live keys, piano. So he really did use he I mean he might not he just he just chopped it up in a different way. But it's um right. A lot of Yeah, lot of, if you look at um um what was the joint, the more recent um joint, twenty twenty experience, that first half of the Justin Timberlake joint. Lots of live instrumentation on that and Tim had a big hand in that too, and so did um Justin's band, Tennessee Kids, whatever they're called. So mm-hmm. like that's definitely there. There's some live sounds there. I was so disappointed when we lost Amy Winehouse because I thought she was really about to bring back that live instrumentation because that was so integral to her sound and then we lost mm-hmm. her and it went back. So it's been there bits and pieces, but again, I'm not really mad at the producers. I'm mad at the artists for just like following what everybody else doing instead of yes. you know. And I know right. it's more to it than that because a lot of times you're forced to do what the label tells you to do. But you know, you can integrate these sounds. We saw it in Jaheim's album. We saw it in Eric Benet's album this year. A couple other folks. Joe did a little bit. But you can do these sounds. Just don't be trying to sound like everybody else. Y'all driving me crazy. I don't need the same song <laughs> on every album. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. That's funny. That's hilarious, man. Ed, man, you always find 
Ed, you disagree with me every week, man. What's up with that? Well, that's why y'all put me up here for. Like, I'm here to be that other voice, dog. I gotta keep you in line. You be wilding in my absence. <laughs> now, Black, Black, you've had a chance to work with a lot of great artists who, you know, a lot of 90s R&B artists, you know, they still tour, but some of them have, you know, somehow gone, uh, have gone forgotten, like Devontae. No one really talks about him anymore. Um, and Kevin Campbell being another one, like I was just talking to Tom about this, like Kevin Campbell is an artist that just kind of has just fallen to the wayside when it when we look back on R&B. Right. Um, it's interesting think, because... Uh, um, oh, go ahead, Blake. I think sometimes it was a shift. I think it was a shift. I think it was a shift in R&B, and it goes through that sometimes. You know what I'm saying? He was, um, I would say, you know, it went to a more a more churchy, grittier sound. You know what I'm saying? With your with your um, your cases and your um, your cases, and um, and I think he just got, you know, he got caught up in different different. Different, um, different changes of music. You know what I'm saying? Because then you had cats like D'Angelo and Maxwell that came. You know what I'm saying? So he just got. He didn't. I don't think he. I don't think he changed. Not when I say changed the times, but who is this rough for me to say? Because I don't want to say never say it's about another artist, especially especially somebody that songs that I that I personally love and sung. Um, but you got to keep evolving, man. You know. You just got to keep learning. You got to keep growing. That's, you got to keep growing. You know what I'm saying? You know what, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be wiser. Um, at, you, you're gonna be wiser at 20, but you're gonna be even more wiser at, at 30, and you're gonna be even more wiser at 40. You feel me? So it's like that with with the with your music. You got to keep. You got to keep. Um, well, if you're trying to. Sustain. You got to keep evolving, man. And evolving doesn't mean, um, um, taking, um, you know, what I'm saying taking, you know, uh, going with the times. That's not what I'm saying when I say evolving. I'm saying still be original, but I always be looking for a new sound, man. A new, a new lyric, a new melody. You know. You know, it's interesting these days. It's tough to to go forgotten you know, quote-unquote, because of social media. People can keep up with you at all times for the most part. Tevin Campbell kind of just kept himself off the radar. I almost wonder I mean, if I, another artist... Uh, sorry, I, I mean, was going to say... Uh, D, D did the same thing, but it might be that he might have did it, you know what I'm saying, intentionally, you know? Yeah, and when it comes to um, Tevin, Tevin had, like, some some personal stuff that was going on, and I remember in 96 when he dropped with that... um back to my world or whatever. He tried to do a new sound. Wasn't really working for him, especially with the way R&B was going. And then he had some personal mm-hmm. stuff that he was dealing with, so he kind of backed mm-hmm. off. So then he kind of then he did the goofy movie, and then everybody hyped off a of power line. But shout out to power line. That was the movie. But um, otherwise, like, you know, he just wanted to scale back a little bit, and R&B continued to evolve, 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 evolve. And he kind of, like, not really fell by the wayside, but it kind of moved on without him. I'd like to hear from him again because he's still remembered as one of the best of his era. Yeah, most definitely. You know, another name that comes to mind is um, Al B. Shore. He's kind of been off the radar for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he does shows yeah. here and there, but he don't really hear much he's, from him. 
I think he's another one that got. But Al, Al did some, Al did some writing and stuff. He did some stuff on that first Jodeci album. You know what I'm saying? He, I yeah. think he, he faded to the back. He faded to the, the to the um, to the not the background. Yeah, you can say background. He faded to to the writing more writing and producing side. Um, after, because again, like Ed said, it was a shift in the sound. You know what I'm saying? Once, once, um, once KC and them, I'm gonna just keep it real. Um, once KC and them, KC and them hit, it just opened the gate for a real, a lot of aggressive singers. Right. And the sound, and the sound went aggressive for a while. You know what I'm saying? You think about it. You know what I'm saying? You got ways and ways even to throw us in our aggressive singers, Drew Hill, um, 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 um. um, 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 um Jagged Edge, you know what I'm saying? Next, um, T, uh, the one cat from Next had the real husky voice, you know what I'm saying? Just, uh, Jaheen, you know what I'm saying? Cats, it got, it started get, it got real aggressive. So I think, um, I think Al, well, I know he did, he did some, he did a lot of writing. He, he did a lot of, a lot of writing and I uh, fact that he did some uh, writing on that. I almost want to say I, I, I would might hear Google real quick, but I almost want to say he um, he wrote co-wrote "Forever um, My Lady" with Devontae. Huh? Yeah, that sounds halfway familiar. I think you're right, but like you you hit on something black because the way R.B. evolved is kind of what happened to R.B. Because like you got to remember, R.B. was part of that new Jack Swing era. So mm-hmm. Jodeci came in and got involved that sound. Jodeci and Mary J, when R&B infused itself with hip-hop, mm-hmm. all those new Jack Swing brothers got left behind real quick. And that's kind of what happened to them, whereas that's, that's why I think he fell back into the background, started doing some writing, because mm-hmm. that sound opened the doors for the the, um, the 112s, Drew Hills, um, Jagged Edges, that crew. Next, that came in afterward, and really Jodeci paved that way, just like Mary J paved the way for like Fave, and then later on Keisha Cole and old. It's just an evolution, and sometimes some artists can evolve and change up and stay in the limelight. Like my man Keith, Keith Sweat be evolving. Shout out to my yeah. dude. But yeah, yeah. Like other ones, you know, it's it's a little harder to keep up, and sometimes like Kevin try to switch up. Don't really. I just seen Keith. I, I just seen Keith last night. And uh, you know, it was that they was in Louisville, man, in Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm at. And uh, it was packed. It was sold out. The Young Center. Yes, the key show. My boy be killing it. Still holding it down. I think. I think it was. I think it seemed like something like twenty three thousand. It probably was somewhere between fifteen and twenty in there. Where was he? Young Center. Yeah, it was him. Uh, it was uh, genuine mint condition. I see in JoJo, he sweat. I had a ball well, last night. Show player. I had a ball last night, man. I just sit back and just enjoy. I just sit back and just enjoy um, seeing that, man. It was it was it was a cool night, man. I got the um, got the I got the same uh, Virginia Wine on Pony, and then Kate called player and did you on the on the stage at the same time, I and mean, we stayed up for a damn near day whole set. It's passing. We just passed the mic around. Had a ball last night, man. Now, Ed, Ed, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Keith Sweat just release the same album he put out in 
First of all, I'm not going to be here for East Land or home. I mean, it sounds exactly like sounds wait, vintage. Wait until I do my top 10 list of the year, my top 10 RV joint, so I can go and save a place for that because that will be on Come the on, list. man. Sounds just like that vintage 80s R&B. Um, let me tell me. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. I'm, you know, he's not doing Justin Timberlake music now. I'm talking about the evolution. <laughs> but and let, I know. Let me let me let me let me ask y'all a question. Okay, since we on 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 the old school, um, that the new edition joint. Um, this was a, this one for me and you. Did you, have y'all have any of y'all heard that one? Uh, the Johnny Gill song, right? Featuring New Edition. Yeah. Yeah. What, oh, what do y'all yeah, think yeah. about that? What do y'all think about that? It's got me, I, one of my favorite songs right now. I think it's probably, pretty solid. It probably, gets, it probably gets played. It probably gets played. Ooh, I didn't wore it out. Yeah, yeah. I think it's pretty solid. That's <laughs> you know how you go, you, 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 get some, you eat something, then you just keep eating it until you have to make yourself just stay away from it. That's why I'm that's why I'm at like this right now with that song. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it was a timeless record. I mean they hit they hit for their audience perfectly. Exactly what you'd expect from them. So they did a good job and it was a big success for them. Yeah, it was number one on Urban A C so it definitely did what it was supposed to do. Alright, so I got the next topic, guys. In the spirit of having Black here from Playa, you know, we love to talk about R and B groups especially in the 90s, you know, R&B groups aren't as prevalent as they once were these days, like newer groups coming out. We don't see them as much. But what I want to ask you guys, I'm going to put everyone on the spot around the table. Tell me your top three R&B groups of all time. We can start with Kyle. Oh, man. Um, well, well, first of all, since Black is here, I think, and I think we all have Playa on, on the top of the list, so let's just exclude Playa because we're all going. We're all, we're all going to say it. No, uh, I want to see Black pick Playa though. I mean, oh, listen, I, I probably would pick Playa. I, I, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying that because Black is here. Like Playa is probably on my list. I probably wouldn't pick. I probably wouldn't pick Playa in my in my in my top. Oh. Oh, if we're talking favorites, I mean, are we talking? Yeah, personal, personal, no personal. Yeah, I was being maybe more technical. I was gonna try to be, you know. I didn't want to ask. I guess I could vote for myself. The president votes for themselves. You right? Players in my top three. Uh, all right. So my top three. Um, number one. One twelve is number one. Remind, remind everyone how old you are, Kyle. I'll Hello? say number two. Did you say it? Number twenty-six. Oh, because you can't you can't just be picking one twelve over people like New Edition and you know Jodeci without well, saying your age. Well, I mean, oh, we're Frank. talking favorites play. If that's your favorite, that's your favorite. I mean, yeah. I'm just hey, saying. But, um, all right, so number one is one twelve. Number two, I gotta go. Make it edge. Number three, um, it's a toss-up between Jodeci and Pretty Ricky. I'm just kidding. I'll with Jodeci. Oh God! Oh, <laughs> please don't get hung up on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's the, that's the one, two, three for me. Uh, 
Boys to Men is up there as well, but like we've mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, they kind of lost me after the second album, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it with that. <laughs> what about you, Ed? Oh man, this is really tough, and I, I don't know if I can rank them because I'm just going off top. But 112 would be in the mix. I go with them since I can't. I would probably legit pick players, but since we gonna try not, you know, keep stay away from that. Since those mm-hmm. them's the rules, y'all got me tripping. I'll stay away from that and go with. Oh man, um, are we talking male or can we do female? <laughs> this female too. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, this. Um, well, there's no SWV in there for for that. Okay. For that. And. Mm. I have to represent LSG. Mm, who? What? Who? <laughs> LSG. Did you say who? <laughs> Did you say who? Hold on, let me, let me get this. Let me get this plane ticket, dog, so I can show up at um at Tom's doorstep so he can catch these hands talking about who. Hey, man, Tom is a fool. Who? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, all right, Black, you're up. I have to go uh, number one. Number one, I would have to go with, of course, um, Jodeci. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's going to throw y'all off maybe, but one of my personal favorites would be Truth. Truth? Oh. Wow. That's amazing. No, I can't hate amazing. on Truth. That's a great pick. They had some amazing songs, man. And then probably my third because um, them boys are so 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 talented, uh, multi-talented. My third would be all the way from Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Play <Play-a. laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. But definitely, right, Troop could have been number one. Troop actually could have been number one. It was a, it's, it's a toss-up for me because both of them uh, – both of those huh? groups have a, have a special special place in my, in my, in my music library. All right, for me, I'll probably have to say a tie between Jagged Edge and 112. I'll probably just say TLC just because for female groups. And then number three, drum roll please, PGT. Mm-hmm. I What? <laughs> really? I need to be like No, oh, not really. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. TGT is not in my top three. I'm gonna go with next just because RL's my homeboy and they did have some good songs. No they did. No they did. I'm 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 I'm, I'm kinda of surprised when no Drew Hills on nobody's list. I love Drew Hill, but it's just you know, it's only three you can pick, so it's tough, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. Drew Hill is definitely yeah. top five, but I don't know about yeah. top three. Callum, though. Absolutely. Yeah. So since we're talking about groups, we're talking about Timbaland, I'm going to put you on the spot, Black. When's the next play album coming? Man. We, um, we, um, we've just been gigging right now and just really yeah. getting our feet back wet, um, but it's definitely it's definitely being talked about. Um we was with Craig Blockman yesterday. Um and we 
it's, we we definitely well we we definitely it's definitely been talked about, but we trying to um, figure how we're going to be able to um, intertwine, bruh, and some of these records. So we're going to do mm-hmm. some. We're gonna, we're gonna, a couple of these records is going something's going to be real real special where we didn't. We'd have manipulated it to where it's a play, you know what I'm saying? Where it's a, um, you just gotta wait and see. You know what I'm saying? We got some, we got some good ideas, man, but we, um, it's in the idea stage, um, but something in the near future, most definitely, um, a single, and to, to, to get something to jump started, we, t- um, supposed to go, okay, um, JoJo, just build a studio, and we were supposed to go look in the next two or three weeks, shoot out there for about a week, and just lock in with, um, it's going to be JoJo, Smoke, and me, and Genuine. I mean, um, wow. let's go. So, you know what I'm saying? That's you never know what, what, what yeah. you never know what's going to come out of that, but um, we're definitely getting back to, um, to, to the, the business in an aggressive manner. Um, so, I mean, just now, well, speaking know it's going to be a uh, great. Speaking of singles, I got to shout out this single. I was living in Louisville at the time. This is right around 2003 or so. The hottest okay. player song y'all ain't ever hear, Black Knows What It Is, Never Too Late. If you don't know that, <laughs> go hit up YouTube <laughs> and check that out. Love that song. I was living in Louisville, and they were – um. You know, got a ton of radio play, so mm-hmm. I was ready for the next project. So, y'all missed out on that one. Check that out. Yeah. Love that joint. Man, that 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 record, that record, um, that record uh, yeah, that record Static Cat. Really? Yeah. A lot of that second album, man. I mean, we we, I'm, you know, I'm 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 grown enough to say we um. I'm growing up to say we we missed out on a on a on a on an opportunity to to really change the um really change the game from an R and B perspective. You know what I'm saying? I think and it's just I, I mean time's been around me. You know what I'm saying? Cal, you we we speak all the time, so y'all know I'm not a I'm a humble dude. Um, but I think what we had to offer on that second album was the had it um had it came out would have helped take R and B to another level to it would have been sustainable. You know what I'm saying? Because we was messing with a lot of really hip hop producers at the time. On that second album, we had some um, Kanye. We we had tracks from Kanye. We, we um, Jada, um, Butter, plus Tim, and then Smoke was was doing some amazing stuff, man. So that album was going was going um. Change the game, you know what I'm saying? Cal, you sent me some files today, and I was listening to that. Um, you can't stop me. Yep. <laughs> we was, I mean, we well, like, that album wasn't just going to be about lo- love. It was like it was it was it was a, I don't know. It was it was a different album. You know what I'm saying? And I hate I hate that we dropped the ball on that. You know what I'm saying? We should have um, shot the video. Um, Never Too Late was the second most added song in the country, and we talked wow. ourselves back. We talked ourselves in, back into going back in the studio, and we 
Nation ever came out. Man. Damn. Now, um, speaking of music, you know, I'm Black, I'm not sure if you know, but the R&B artist, oh, um, he just put out a new album, and he said it might be his last one just due to R&B sales and everything like that and how everything's going. Can you, can you relate to that? I mean, Tom, Ed, and we, we've all talked about it, and just looking at the landscape of R&B right now, we don't see it really coming back to where it once was. So are you surprised by any of this? No. I mean, when you get lazy, you know, shit's happening. Hmm. I'm just being honest, you know what I'm saying? I, I, it's, when I say stuff like that, it makes, me, it makes me sad. You feel me? It makes me mad and it makes me sad because I'm like, damn. But you like, but what you're saying ain't wrong. It's right. You know what I'm saying? So... It's the reality, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, how did it get this way? How did we let the? How did we let it get this way? We needed more Alicia Keys, you know what I'm saying? We needed more um, Beyonces, D'Angelo's, you know what I'm saying? We needed more people with different sounds to help keep this thing going. Um, it's almost like they just wanted to program you into one sound, you know what I'm saying? And now it's um, you got manufactured R&B, you got manufactured everything because hip hop ain't even. I mean, I'm just saying, man. Some of this shit is garbage. I'm trying to be politically correct, you feel me? But I mean, I don't even listen to. I don't even listen to a lot of these, a lot of this new music, man. And it's no disrespect to that artist because, because you know what I'm saying. If that's what you, if that's what you really got from, if that's what you really coming from the heart with, and I respect that, you know what I'm saying, um, I blame the record labels, you know what I'm saying, for not holding the music to a higher standard, you know, um, and it's sad, man, yeah, it's sad, but, man. You know, now, quickly, guys, um, just because I know a lot of our readers have wanted to know, you know, Joe just put out his album, Ed, you've had a chance to check out the album, I think he did a review on it too, right? I did. I reviewed it. It'll be posted up tomorrow morning. In fact, I was um before I got on this call, I proofread it one last good time. Um, the album, if it is the final album, you know, retirements in music don't really last very long. But when it comes to if this is the last album, I was hoping for a little bit more. And the the troubling thing about this album that made it very tough to review is it's not bad because it's Joe. Dude's going to sing. So give him the phone book. He's going to sing. He's going to come out with something that you will enjoy hearing. But right. in the project, he is, it's very weird because, like, every song is, like, a totally different style. And I know this is intentional, but, like, he's got – he goes from, like, pop joint to hip-hop joint to straight-up country joint to Motown joint to, like, singing Otis Redding. And it makes it – it's great that he can showcase all these sounds, but contained in one album, it's really not cohesive. So it's like this all sounds good, but when you put it all together, it doesn't work well. It's like it's like how my granddad eats Thanksgiving. He'll put all the food on the plate right, like the cornbread, collard greens, the cranberry sauce, whatever. He will get it and he will chop it up with his fork, mix it all up so it looks like mush, and then eats it like that. <laughs> 
so we like, why are you eating it like that? And he's like, oh, it's going down the same way. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah, it ain't going down at the same time the same way. And I think the album was a little bit like that, where it's like all these different samplings. And it would have been better if he just stuck with maybe the Motown sound and just like maybe sprinkled some other stuff in. So it's just like all this stuff, and it's a little hard to digest. So hardcore Joe fans are going to love it. But I think that it needed a little bit more time in the oven to kind of like sit and get a little firmer before it became a project. Man, I think Adam, he should have. I, 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 he sang that uh, theme song on that power. Yeah. He murdered that. <laughs> he seems, what, I what, still haven't seen, I have never seen, you talking about power, the TV show? I have never seen yeah. it. And I heard it so hot. Hey, man, it's dope. Plus that theme music, he's killing it. I didn't know he sang the song. I don't have stars, so, like, I haven't seen it. And I tried to get the DVD, but they were selling it for, like, $45. And I'm like, player, you done lost your mind if I'm paying $45 <laughs> for season one of Power. So it's, I might it's have worth to it, but they ain't season three. Yeah, ain't season three now. It's wor- I ain't going to lie, bro. It's worth it. It's I like, get it, but I ain't getting that DVD. Man. <laughs> I mean, the Tom thing I'll say about Joe is, I'm a Joe fan, though. I'm a Joe fan since back to, to his to his round and round days on his first album. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I've always been a, um, I've always been a, a, a super fan of his music, of his vocal ability, um, the texture of his voice, man. The, um, yes, the tone. I've always been a fan of that, man. So, I mean. As long as it ain't nothing bubblegum, I'm good. Because I know it's going to be solid. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't never really did no bubblegum stuff. So, um, no, there's no bubblegum stuff. Even the single that's out now, it's different. But his voice is it's his voice is amazing, man. Yeah. And I heard a you lot of saying? complaining from some fans about that single. Because it was, you talking about the song with Gucci? Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of people were complaining about that, and I thought it was one of the better songs on the album because it's different, and he's definitely doing the hip-hop thing, but he still it still sounds like a Joe song because he's still, comment, he's still commanding the beat. He's still mm-hmm. riding the beat. He's still doing what he does, so it sounds good. Now, there's another hip-hop joint on there that I don't like as well because they kind of go crazy with the... I got some like kind of fake young Jeezy ad libs on it, and it's kind of it it steers too much out of his lane. And there are quite a few songs that kind of do that, but I thought the one with Gucci was actually pretty solid. So it's the album. It's the album out on iTunes. It's out. It's out. It's on iTunes, Spotify. I need to go cop that, man. That's my collection. That's good. We need another sale for the album to keep Joe from retiring. (laughs) I went out and bought it at Best Buy. I was in the front row. They actually put an R&B song CD. I couldn't believe they had an R&B album in front at Best Buy. That never happens anymore. Yep, Joe was right there in that green suit. I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Saw it from outside the doors. (laughs) All right, so I, I always like to talk about the upcoming albums in R&B, and really, I don't even know what's coming out, but I did make an interesting observation. There have only been two, maybe three if you count um, as yet, but I still don't think anyone even knew that one came out. Mm-hmm. So there's only been two R&B albums from, from groups that came out all year. 
Can you believe that? What's the first one? And it's if not that. Count, yeah. yeah. I mean, the so group thing still. is not working right now. So, so, the, so, the, so, the, so the record companies is not really pushing it. You know what I'm saying? I guess no, I know. I mean, it's, it's interesting how it's just like almost gone altogether. And it's weird because it was such, groups were such a staple back in the day. Like you go back, mm-hmm. like you have artists. I go back and listen to some like albums like Seven O Two. Like they weren't a high profile R and B group at the time, but that album was pretty good. Like that, right. such quality stuff. That if an album drops that was kind of like a B list album back in '96, it'd be like an A list joint today because the competition was so high. So it's crazy that we had so many groups that now it's just kind of like maybe a couple groups a year after seven and and that's, oh and we had SWV like way early in the year but that's about it. I I made an observation man a couple of weeks ago right sometimes when I when I need to get inspiration I go to the the hole in the wild club it's where you know what I'm saying because I want to feel that energy. Sometimes before I go right. And yeah. um, the reason why R&B took a hit, too, they don't slow dance in, in, at the club no more, man. No. They don't slow dancing going down. Going down. So it's no, need, it's no need for that to be in the club. The club sometimes dri- drives the, the market. The, the club sometimes drives, uh, drives the market. You know what I'm saying? What they listening to the club is what they buy. So, if you ain't getting played in that club, it's going to be hard on you. I mean, now it sounds you. crazy. It might sound crazy to these young ones, but, like, there was a time they were playing slow joints in the club. Like, even in the club. It was. But, like, now it's just, like, turn up 24-7. So, you can't, <laughs> in some ways, you can't blame some of these artists for trying to turn up. Because that's the way everybody's doing. And... I'd hate to I hate to break this to you, but there is still slow music in the club. It's by people like your favorite artists, Drake and Bryson Tiller. <laughs> Play up. Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all gonna stop digging up in that Drake album? I'm a Drake fan. You're what? All right, Kyle, take your phone. The most straight up Nyquil Drake be dropping every time. <laughs> um, but just the last topic that we always like to talk about at the end of our podcast, we like to have a food discussion. We all love food just as yeah. much as we love R&B. Um, yeah. So, Black, being not, that you're not from... Me. Ken- not me, Kyle. <laughs> no, not <laughs> but, Black, being that you're from Kentucky, I'm going to just put it out there, guys. Black, Ed, Tom, is Kentucky Fried Chicken the best fried chicken? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> tell, them, tell them about that. See, we're going to sue Tell them about that Indies chicken, dog. Tell them about Indies. See, I'm not even an Indies, dude. I'm a Kings, dude. Oh, oh no, no, player, no, no. Matter of fact, matter of fact, no. matter of fact, matter of fact, check this out. It's a new spot my dude on it. It's called um, Wing Station. They got the bomb wings in the city. Where is that at? It's right off Kane Run Road. All right, next time I'm through, I usually come back a couple times a year. I'll come back and we're going to try that. But no, right, man, you come back, you, you come back. Let me get let me get three blacks and a uh, You come back, 
and you um, well, uh, I'll take you. Yeah, take me there. But then we they got these. They, they got these because I gotta get them sweet potatoes. Hey man, you you um, they got these lemon pepper wings. Thank you, bro. Tell you, this is lemon All pepper. Right, we on it. Addict, addictive. The lemon pepper is addictive. The honey mustard is addictive. It might be a 30-minute wait on a call-in order. I mean, for you to even... <laughs> yeah. You might call and be like, I'm going to call oh, in. Man. And they'll be like, um, it's going to be about 45 minutes. It's just but it's like that. You're going to have me like um, Rick Cross on them lemon peppers. Are we going to yes, see? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yeah, you guys want my my opinion on this? Oh, I'm, I'm, if we must, dog. If we must, you even tell you black. I'm scared. I'm yeah. All right, black. I'll tell you up front. I don't really know anything about food. I'm very plain when I when it comes to food. I like grilled chick. I like plain grilled chicken. Just so you know. <laughs> but seriously, I've actually I've actually never been to a KFC in my life, but I have been to a Popeyes once, and I also went to Bojangles once. Does that okay. count for anything? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, 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 Pop, Popeyes most, def- Pop most definitely. Uh, you can get away with the Popeyes. You can get away with the Bojangles. <laughs> Listen, Kentucky Fried Chicken is Kentucky Fried Chicken is cool. It's just I'm I, I've eaten it so much in my lifetime, and it's more of it's more of a um, it's it's not a, it's not um what's the it's not a what's the authentic yeah fried right. chicken in the city. You know what I'm saying? It's good. But it's um, franchise, you know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's soul, it's soul's kind of been taken from it. So, hey, man, I'm from New York City, and I still love Pizza Hut. What does that tell you? <laughs> you, don't, you don't mess with Ray's? Yeah, that's overrated. Is it? That's overrated, well, yeah. You know, I'm from, I'm pretty sure you know all the, the real the real spot thing. You know, hey. I'm, I'm Come on here next time. I'm, I'm going to take you to Brooklyn. We're going to get some real pizza. Okay. <laughs> Tom, what was that place you took us to? That joint was nice. Little, little ah, that was nice. Nah. That was nothing special. That oh, was just a little didn't something. You take me to the real, the I guess. But I, it was cool <laughs> to me. It was in the neighborhood. What about you, Kyle? Didn't you have pizza at 2 a.m. once in New York? Oh, man. I had I, I had too much pizza in New York. and I, I got to stay away from pizza. <laughs> Uh, guys, I don't want to keep uh, everyone waiting too long. You know, I know we all need to do, but Black just wanted to give you an opportunity to plug whatever you're doing right now. I know players on tour or they're doing shows. So, you know, what do you have going on? Um, right now, we just, um, like I said, we we got to we got some shows. That, we got about ten shows to end the year, and then we're gonna um, we're gonna get into this writing thing, man. And try to get some records. Um, maybe just for other artists, and who knows? Maybe for player some genuine stuff. But we definitely agree to get um, get to work, and um, you know, come uh, hit my Instagram, uh, Black Player Five Hundred Two. Um, shout me out, man! It's been a, it's been a blessing kicking it with you guys. I had a ball, man. Uh, I had a ball. I enjoyed the. Um, the, the camaraderie, you guys, are, you guys are uh, 
funny dudes in your own special way, man. <laughs> uh, Ed, what do you have going on on Soul and Stereo? I know you're posting the Joe interview tomorrow. Yep, we got the Joe review tomorrow. Um, if you missed the review of Tribe Called Quest new album, get your life right because that's up. Great album that really caught me off guard. Just to be honest, my expectations were low. I know everybody was hyped, but I was kind of like, we'll see what it is. But it was the album the nation needed to hear after a very long week. So I needed that to heal my soul. So we got that up. <laughs> if you also missed earlier this week, we had seven great R&B albums that deserve more love. Y'all shouted me out on, um, you know, I got soul with that. So check that out if you missed it. And we'll have some more heat later on this week. I think Bruno Mars drops this week. I'll probably review him at some point. So check it out. I have some some hotness up there. And uh, for you know I got soul, I mean, pretty much just going to keep rolling out these features. Don't really have any interviews lined up right now. Probably have some other features in store, though. Uh, just going to keep supporting good music and good R&B. And uh, hopefully we'll see that new player record post on the site. Pretty soon, yeah, right, Black? I, man, y'all, y'all going to get the... Y'all don't get the exclusive. Whenever okay. it gets done, y'all be the first to hear it. Y'all yeah. can be the first. To, y'all can be the first to spin it, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> uh, one, one more thing before we're out of here, Tom. Um, I think you've been asking about Joe's uh, first week album sales. Yeah. So I'm looking at the predictions right now. It only has up to album sales that were over nine thousand. So Joe sold less than nine thousand copies. Damn. Mm. Well, they didn't count my... Black's purchase yet, though. He's about to mm. he's about to click that on iTunes. That's another one. Right. <laughs> 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 Damn, I'm well, I might go on and click that button about five thousand times. Man, I'm stuck in the same thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in the same thing. I'm like, dang, man, it's hard. It's hard right there, man. That's hard. Yeah. Tough Barbie. <laughs> but uh, until next time, Black, it's been an honor to have you on the show. We'd definitely love to get you back, probably get Smokey on here as well, and we'll do this thing again. That's right. You know, anytime y'all need me, man, for anything, man, as much as love y'all have showed me over the years, man, I'm always reciprocated. All y'all got to do is call me and whatever I can do to help them. I had to. I got you. Appreciate that, man. Dope. So um, until then, we've got Black here, we've got Ed, got Tom, this is Kyle, and we're out.